There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday, November 9th, day after Election Day. I'm Zachary Crockett reporting live from my closet with Rob Litters. <laughs> and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about how millennials are changing the world of sales. The sales world used to be all about personal relationships and mantras like always be closing. It kind of still is, but with technology and shifting consumer trends, things are pushing the profession into a different direction. Rob's gonna break that down for us, but before we get into it, here's a couple quick headlines you should know about in business and tech. First off, you may have heard about the record-setting $2.04 billion Powerball lottery. Well, a single man was just confirmed the winner in California. The winning ticket was reportedly sold at a service center in Altadena. It's about 15 miles outside of downtown Los Angeles. And the one-time cash payment on that is an estimated $929.1 million. In other words, that guy's going to be richer than Kanye West, probably. Okay, crypto consolidation. Industry giant Binance has agreed to a non-binding deal to acquire its rival FTX amid a liquidity crunch. FTX struck deals to acquire multiple players amid the recent crypto winter, including BlockFi and Voyager. But now the tables have turned. Last week, after finding out FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was lobbying in a way that would hurt Binance, Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao responded by saying that he would sell his own holdings of FTT, driving down the price and putting pressure on FTX. And on Tuesday morning, FTX users reported difficulty withdrawing money from FTX, and that pushed FTX to reach out to Binance to strike a deal. AMC has partnered with Zoom to turn its movie theaters into Zoom rooms for big company meetings. AMC says that that offering is going to allow the company's employees to have a similar experience on the call, and they can accommodate meetings with about 75 to 150 people per theater. Companies that book that service are going to get a three-hour block at whatever theater they select, and for an additional cost, AMC is going to provide food, beverages, movie viewings, and concierge services. Tesla is recalling more than 40,000 cars over a possible loss of power steering. That recall is going to affect 2017 to 2021 Model S and Model X cars. A firmware update in October caused some of those vehicles to lose power steering when driving over bumpy roads and potholes, but that problem should be addressed with an over-air software update. And speaking of Tesla, Twitter, I feel like those two are kind of inseparable at this point. Latest Twitter update here, an internal investigation revealed that Musk's plans to charge $8 for verification would actually lose the company $6 per user per month in the U.S. due to decreased advertising exposure. Musk and advisor David Sachs are also reportedly floating around the idea of paywalling Twitter altogether. Meanwhile, Musk is tweeting through the pain. He's on track to tweet 750 times in November. That's roughly 25 times per day. And just for comparison's sake, Musk tweeted 13 times per day in April when he agreed to buy Twitter. So he's doubled his production of tweeting. Sheesh. All right. Today's topic, really interesting. And just as background, Rob, you worked in sales for a while in your past life. Things are kind of changing a little bit in this space right now. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd say the seeds of change were planted when I was working in sales a few years back. So I I started working in sales in 2012 Mm. and really was in sales until about 2018. Generally speaking, I totally agree. I think the world of sales is changing big time. I think what most people see when they think about sales is kind of like this charismatic huckster, right? Uh And I mean, I think they're like a few go-to movie references that people look at. And I mean, as a former sales rep who has kind of like seen what people talk about (laughs) on the sales floor, there are certain movies that salespeople absolutely love quoting from. Like Mm -hmm. if you think about the always be closing speech in Glengarry Glen Ross Mm -hmm. that Alec Baldwin's character makes, it's absolutely classic. There's a speech that Ben Affleck's character makes in Boiler Room that's Uh all about how much money you can make in sales that's just legendary. And I think the most recent one in The Wolf of Wall Street, there's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he's playing Jordan Belfort, comes into this penny stock Mm -hmm. brokerage and just absolutely takes over and wows everybody that works there (laughs) and like leaves them with their jaws dropped with his sales strategy. So, I mean, sales reps love that kind of myth of Mm. the charismatic salesperson that can just come in and close deals and just kind of wow anybody. (laughs) I always wondered about that. Like, do actual salespeople see those kind of depictions as kind of goofy or are they like amped up by them when they see them in media? Oh, yeah. I think some do and some definitely don't. Like, I think that's one of the big things about sales right now is some people are still kind of interested in that old stereotype. Hmm. And kind of the older portrayal of what sales is and, you know, doing business on the golf course, closing big deals on vacation, like all that sort of stuff. I think some people really love. There are also people in sales right now that I think look at that and feel like it's everything that was wrong with sales that is essentially changing right now. Mm. I think when you look at sales right now and kind of the modern day-to-day of a sales rep, there are two really big changes that have really changed the complexion of the job in pretty fundamental ways. So Mm. the first thing is that buyers are finding products on their own. I think the advent of the internet and the ability for buyers to find products that might solve whatever challenges they're dealing with Mm. has completely changed the game. And so a lot of times buyers are finding products on their own. The sales rep isn't necessarily in control of that conversation, Mm. right? So like back in the day, sales reps would have kind of like a list of leads or target accounts that they might be managing and would make cold calls to people to kind of introduce them to their product. And people are still cold calling, but I think like the big trend here is that they're cold calling a lot less than they used to because Mm. buyers are finding them, they're expressing interest through their website, and a lot of sales conversations just start out in a very different way now than they used to. Mm. And I think part of it is like millennials are realizing that buyers don't want to be like hammered over the phone with calls by a pushy sales rep to buy something. And so one big change is kind of how salespeople are actually communicating with their prospects that they're trying to close. And I saw this all the time when I was working in sales. An old manager actually used to ask me, like, do you have your prospect's phone number? Like, can you text them? And I think shifting the channel of where you're communicating can actually be representative of like how likely a deal is to close. And so like a lot of Mm. millennial sales reps now are texting the people that they're selling to or texting their buyers. They're DMing them on Twitter or LinkedIn and just have much more direct communication with them than in the past where it kind of felt like sales reps were chasing people down and making a million calls to try to get in touch. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I have a question on that. Yeah. So a ways back, marketing and sales used to be two distinctly different things. And these days, in a lot of job listings, you'll see like marketing and sales grouped together as kind of one entity. And in the digital sales ecosystem, 
it's all about marketing. Like all these DTC companies, their marketing budgets are enormous. And then, as you said, the sales team has kind of just become a supplement almost to the marketing team. Are sales and marketing kind of becoming more intertwined than they were before? Yeah, I think there's definitely still a difference between sales and marketing, but I do think that they're a lot closer than they used to be. Back in the day, marketing would put out these campaigns and try to bring in leads, but they wouldn't really be able to measure their results. If you're like running a commercial or a billboard or something like that, it's really Mm -hmm. hard to have a clear picture of ROI, right? Unless you're like surveying everybody that you're talking to to figure out where they found you. And I just don't think a lot of companies were doing that back in the day. So there's that kind of classic quote, I know I'm wasting half of my marketing budget, I just don't know what half. So it's like, Hmm. back in the day, marketers really had no idea what was working. And when sales reps would get leads, they would blame marketing. You know, they would say, oh, marketing's not getting me the right leads. (laughs) I think what we find now is that marketers are graded and judge very similarly to salespeople. They're graded on the amount of leads that they generate, the quality of the leads that they're generating, and the likelihood that the leads they're generating are actually closing. Hmm. And so you find that same kind of metrics-driven approach in marketing now as you do in sales. The companies that I've worked at, and I think most of the companies out there probably don't have like commission for their marketing team or mm-hmm. anything, but I bet they do have bonuses that are based on you know how many leads that they're generating. And so I think the lines between the two have gotten a lot closer. And mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think that they're fusing into the same role, but I think it's some startups where there's kind of limited resources. Whoever's handling marketing might be handling sales as well. Sure. There are kind of two big broad trends that are changing in sales. One is that buyers are finding their products on their own. What's the second one? The second thing is that sales cycles are taking a lot longer. I think part of that might just be due to information overload and having more options than ever. I think in the digital landscape that we're dealing with now, like I said earlier, buyers can find products on their own. And a lot of the time they're going to exhaust all the options to kind of see what they can do. For instance, I put in a fence at my house earlier this year and we looked at, I think, six different local vendors, right? Like Mm -hmm. it took time for each of them to come out. We had to get a quote from all of them. So it's not the type of thing anymore where somebody can just come in, tell you exactly how they're going to do it, tell you that they do the best work in town Mm -hmm. and kind of convince you to make that decision right off the bat. I think buyers have a lot more information at their disposal. Mm -hmm. And as a result, sales cycles are starting to take a lot longer. And especially in a B2B sense, instead of pushing a sale on kind of like a single decision maker or a couple of executives, sales reps now have to spend time kind of mapping out the organization and building value up and down the org chart. For instance, sales reps now might start with somebody who is an individual contributor that is super involved in the day-to-day of whatever product they're selling and kind of build that person up as a champion that can loop in other members of the organization and pull them in over time and kind of show them what will be valuable for their job. And so all of this takes a lot of time, right? You have to spend time kind of meeting with different people, Mm. mapping out how you can create value for different levels of the organization. And ultimately, I think the big result is that sales professionals look a lot more like product consultants today Mm. than I think most people would realize. A lot of the time, sales professionals are super knowledgeable about their product. I think the most successful sales professionals today aren't necessarily pushing their product on people. They are kind of taking like a um, educational and kind of expert approach and saying, hey, here's kind of what we do. Here's who we work for. Like it may or may not be a fit for you, but like let's figure that out together. And so it's much more of kind of like a back and forth 
consulting conversation than the typical like you need our product you know that, that most people would probably think when they think about sales mm-hmm. and big changes in sales don't just affect sales people I, I imagine they also affect kind of adjacent professions and industries so you're totally right and I mean one area of an organization that's getting impacted by this is recruiters. And ultimately what they're saying is that younger workers still associate sales with old stereotypes, the kind of bag carrying sales rep that you would see in Glengarry Glen Ross and Mm -hmm. the high pressure tactics of trying to close somebody on the last day of the month, which definitely still happens. Some things have changed. Not everything has changed. But at the end of the day, the job is a lot different than I think a lot of people realize. And Hmm. as a result, there are a lot of openings for salespeople right now. Hmm. Often in times like right now where people are making job cuts, unless they're super overstaffed, a lot of the time sales reps are one of the last departments to get cut because people need sales reps right, to Mm -hmm. continue to bring revenue in. But a lot of those jobs are remaining open. And I think as the job has changed, some things have definitely changed. One thing that has seemingly stayed the same is sales is definitely stressful. And as somebody who's carried the bag and and had a monthly quota before, I can definitely attest to that. A recent survey from Gartner found that 90% of sales professionals suffer from burnout. Wow. That... I think is just something that kind of comes with the territory. And at the end of the day, the best sales reps kind of structure their day, structure their month in a way that will alleviate that stress because they're structuring everything so that they're at their number early, right? But Hmm. that's not always easy. Jeez, it's a big number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you say that most salespeople you know are still kind of the extrovert type? Or are these shifts more conducive to introverts maybe coming into the field and, and being a part of sales teams? So I've definitely seen a lot of both. Like I've seen really, really successful extroverted sales reps. I've seen really, really successful introverted sales reps. Hmm. And especially with a evangelical kind of consultative sale where yeah. you're teaching people what the product does and tangentially teaching people about an industry or a sector, I think introverted sales reps can do really, really well because they're kind of in that consultative role and can be looked at as somebody who is kind of giving an objective perspective and not just trying to like hype up their their product, right? I think that personality can work out really, really well. Mm-hmm. I think one of the more powerful combinations I've seen is, you know, charismatic sales reps that can also settle down enough to take that consultative approach. That combination can be really, really powerful. And I've seen some people just be super, super successful with that. Sure. Last question. Are we ever going to see the return of the door-to-door salesman? <laughs> <laughs> the Cutco knives? Or, yeah, come on. Yeah, I am sure. I mean, I get people from Revise Energy and solar companies knocking on my door <laughs> like once a week at least. So I think the uh, door-to-door salesman is alive and well in some industries. Now, as an ex-salesperson, do you kind of have some sympathy for those people when they knock on your door? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I haven't been like a quota-carrying salesperson for a little while now. Sure. I will say there's like nothing in my professional life that I've experienced that's better than like crushing your number. It's really amazing. Like when you hit your number, as far as how I deal with salespeople today, like I think the best thing you can do is just be super honest with them. Mm -hmm. I'll tell them like, listen, man, I've been in your shoes. I'm just telling you right now, like we're not a lead, like we're not a viable lead for you. Like you can leave me your card and I'll call you if it becomes a thing, but you know, we're not going to do something like this right now. Just be super transparent. I think the worst thing as a sales rep is thinking that you have somebody who's interested who's not really interested. Yeah. See, I must be a salesperson's worst nightmare then because I hate letting people <laughs> down. I feel like really yeah. bad. I'm like the kind of guy who's he'll like invite the salesperson inside for lunch or something and just like <laughs> they'll spend like two hours there and then I'll just be like, all right, I'm not interested in buying this, but it was a nice meeting. Right. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> lunch. Sorry for taking yeah. up two hours of your day, but I hope you <laughs> like the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
All right. Well, thanks, Rob. That's going to do it for us today. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today was Robert Hartwig and our executive producer was Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you over at the hustle.co slash email. That's where you can find our free newsletter. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow and have a great day.